Today's episode contains spicy content. Discretion advised. Please be sure to like and subscribe and stick around after the story to hear my thoughts. Heavy emotion gave way to a crackling electricity that buzzed over my skin and surged through my blood. It had been way too long since I had sex, and every look, every word, kindled another spark of arousal. But it wasn't just about sex. Sometimes the only way to purge the emotional was through the physical, catharsis in its rawest form. If this was what Josh needed after his visit with Michael, I would give it to him. What did you have in mind? Josh had been there for me when I needed a distraction from Max. It was time for me to return the favor. Not that that was a hardship in any way. A shadow of tension remained in his eyes, but his smile was all silk and wickedness. Take off your clothes, Red. An insistent beat pulsed between my legs at his soft command. I stood and kept my gaze on his as I slowly slid the top button of my shirt out of its hole. Banked he incinerated the shadows in his eyes and engulfed me in its flames. What kind of man makes the woman do all the work? I unbuttoned the second button. I didn't realize you were such a slacker, Chen. Third button. Or is it performance anxiety that's holding you back? I cast a pointed glance at his groin, but my mouth dried at the size of his arousal. I'd forgotten how big he was, how rough he liked it. Fourth button. Nervous anticipation rolled through me like a rising tide. It's interesting how you keep insulting me, like I won't take every word out on you later. Josh said calmly when I shrugged out of my shirt and let it flutter to the ground. Or maybe you want me to take it out on you later. Fire blazed on my cheeks. I shimmied out of my pants, my fingers shaking. That's what I thought. His smile turned knowing. Underwear too. Take it off, then walk to your room. The air conditioning was on full blast, but the heat of his stare on my naked body warmed me from head to toe. He walked behind me, his steps near silent, like a predator stalking willing prey. My anticipation crescendoed when we reached my room, but it developed into confusion when Josh opened my closet and flicked through the hangers until he pulled something off of one of them. What? I trailed off at the sight of the silk scarves in his hands. My stomach tumbled over itself. Oh, God. He wrapped the scarves around his fist so they didn't trail on the ground. Get on the bed, Jules. Normally, I would put up more of a fight, but I was too wet and aching to do anything except what he said. The mattress dipped beneath my weight. Josh joined me less than two seconds later, and I sucked in a sharp breath when he pushed me down onto the bed and tied my hands to the headboard post. What are you doing? I could barely hear myself over the roar in my ears. My nipples were so hard it was almost painful, and my juices slicked my thighs at the gallery of X-rated images playing in my head. Since you think I'm so lazy... He moved down my body, and I let out a small yelp when he yanked my legs apart and tied my ankles to the remaining post. I might as well prove you right. Josh stepped off the bed to admire his handiwork. I was tied, spread eagle on the bed, and a hot flush stole over my face when I realized he had an unimpeded view of how turned on I was. 
my clit swollen and throbbing, my thighs wet with my arousal. But when he turned and opened my nightstand drawer, dread trickled into my veins. Oh, he wouldn't. Josh, don't you fucking dare. Dare what? His voice was all innocence, but a dark gleam entered his eyes when he found what he was looking for. A bead of sweat formed on my forehead at the sight of lube and one of my favorite toys. A double-ended vibrator with a clitoral suction. It was expensive as hell, and for good reason. It could bring me to a mind-blowing orgasm in less than 30 seconds. It could also keep me on edge for hours, depending on the speed and intensity. This isn't funny. I tugged at my ties, but he knotted them so expertly they didn't budge. If you want me to untie you, just say so. Josh leaned his hip against the dresser, infuriatingly casual. I'll do it and leave you in peace. Is that what you want? I set my jaw but remained silent. That's what I thought. He approached me again and dragged the tip of the vibrator over my clit, just light enough to send a bolt of sensation rocketing through my body, but not enough to provide the friction I desperately needed. My hands curled into fist. I wouldn't give him the satisfaction of responding. His laugh drifted over my body and spiked my already raw nerve endings. You can fight it all you want, but your pussy gives you away every time. You're fucking dripping red. He slid a finger inside me, and my nails carved grooves in my palms from the effort it took to hold back a moan. So stubborn, he tissed. Let's see what we can do about that. He removed his hand. A second later, the cool silkiness of the lube dripped onto me, making me jerk. I wasn't an anal sex virgin, but it had been a while since I'd gone there, so I was grateful when Josh used more gel than usual to prep me. You look so beautiful, tied up and waiting for my cock. His breath skated over my neck before he followed it with his tongue. He kissed and teased the sensitive spot on my nape while he pushed the vibrator inside me with agonizing slowness. But we're going to have some fun first, since I'm so lazy and all. Josh. My whimper hitched into a gasp when he shoved the last inch of the toy into me, filling me to the point of discomfort on both ends. Just fuck me, damn it. I would, but I'm a slacker, remember? Better let something else do the work. The vibrator switched on and finally wrenched a strangled cry out of me. My earlier discomfort gradually faded, replaced by intense, searing pleasure. Oh, God. I couldn't think, couldn't breathe. All I could focus on were the sensations zinging through my body as the vibrations ricocheted through me. I ground against the bed, desperate for relief, but Josh had tied me in a way that rendered me near immobile. All I could do was lay there, a slave to his whims while he played me like the world's most exquisitely torturous song. Fast, slow, fast, slow, bringing me to the edge again and again until I was a puddle of pure, unrelenting need. You're right. Lust strained his voice, and I would have taken greater pleasure in the fact that this was as torturous for him as it was for me had I not been near the edge of insanity. Sometimes... It pays to just sit back and watch. He sat in the corner and palmed his cock, his eyes like burning flames against my naked flesh while I squirmed against my ties. Please, I sobbed. 
I can't. Josh, I need you inside me, please. I couldn't take it anymore. If I didn't come soon, I would die. I was sure of it. The vibrator stopped, and I tensed with anticipation when he rose and walked toward me. The mattress dipped beneath his weight as he straddled me, but instead of pulling the toy out and entering me, Josh set the remote down and palmed my breast with both hands. I don't think you've learned your lesson yet, Red. His velvet voice contrasted with the roughness with which he pinched my nipples. I sucked in a sharp breath when he pushed my breasts together and slid his cock in between them. Pre-cum dripped onto my skin, allowing him to thrust more easily. I'd never let a guy do this before, but... God. The hardness of his arousal against the softness of my breast stroked the flames in my body so high I thought I might combust. My breaths came out in soft pants when Josh picked up the pace, fucking my tits faster until the head of his cock grazed my chin with each upward thrust. Fuck, your tits are perfect, he groaned. He gave another few pumps before thick ropes of cum painted my face and chest. I barely had a chance to catch my breath before he wiped some of the cum off my chin with his cock and pushed it inside my mouth. I swallowed eagerly, too mindless with lust to do anything except what he wanted me to do. He had just buried himself all the way down my throat when the vibrator buzzed to life again. My body instinctively jerked. I strained against my ties, my earlier desperation returning in full force as pleasure pulsed through me. I was going to die like this, tied up, covered in cum, and craving orgasms. My brain was already short-circuiting, and if the explosion building inside me didn't find a release soon, it would incinerate me from the inside out. You said you wanted me inside you. Josh pulled out and wiped more cum off my face before shoving his cock back into my mouth. You should have been more specific, sweetheart. I let out a muffled protest before he cleaned me up. Again and again, until I swallowed all his cum and he was fully hard again. You like this, don't you? He growled. He stared down at me, his face taut with desire as he pumped in and out of my throat. Getting face fucked and filled in every hole like a good little slut? <sighs> my answering moan was drowned out by the buzz of the toy and the roar in my ears. I was on fire. Every nerve ending aflame, every second an eternity of exquisite torture. It was heaven, hell and everything in between. Josh let out another groan before he pulled out of me again. He slowly slid the toy out of me, and I whimpered at the resulting emptiness. After being so full for so long, it seemed wrong not having something inside me. The silk scarves went next, one by one, until I was finally free. Such a good girl. Josh rubbed a tear of frustration from my cheek. You swallowed every drop of cum. That deserves a reward, don't you think? He pushed his thumb into my mouth, letting me taste the saltiness of my need. Please. <gasps> a gasp cut off my words when he entered me and buried himself to the hilt in one smooth thrust. Fuck. He cursed, his voice turning guttural as he thrust in and out of me. You take my cock so well read, like your pussy was made for me. Despite his filthy words, his touch was gentle as he kissed me and settled into a slow, leisurely rhythm. Unlike the previous times we had sex, this didn't feel like fucking. It felt like something sweeter, more intimate. It felt like making love. 
the ball of tingles at the base of my spine climbed higher at the thought. I closed my eyes, my breaths coming out in staccato burst. It was too much. Josh's kiss, the way he stretched me out, the sensitivity from the edging session. My orgasm slammed into me, both unexpected and inevitable. I bowed off the bed with a sharp cry, and I didn't get a chance to recover before Josh picked up the pace and pounded into me hard enough for a second orgasm to roll right into the first one. That's it. Scream for me, Red. Let it all out. Josh reached between us and pressed his thumb against my needy, swollen clit. You come so beautifully around my cock. I did, again and again, until I was limp with exhaustion and couldn't scream anymore. It was only when I collapsed against the bed, my body sore from multiple, blinding, toe-curling orgasms, that he slowed his pace again and came with a heavy groan. Oh, good girl. He smoothed my hair back from my forehead and gave me a lingering kiss. You did so well. It was embarrassing how much pride glowed in my chest at his words. He rolled to the side of me and curled an arm around my shoulders, drawing me close. Goosebumps of pleasure dotted my skin when he brushed the back of his hand down my arm in a lazy pattern. You know, you're the first guy I've been with in my room. Drowsy content pulled the admission out of me as I snuggled deeper into his side. I'd never truly cuddled after sex. I thought I would despise it, but clearly, I'd been missing out. Josh's hand stilled before he resumed caressing my arm. First and last, Red. I laughed at his soft growl. Possessive much? Damn right I am. He moved his hand up to cup my neck. The firm, territorial touch sent another thrill down my spine. I don't like sharing. Sharing is a virtue, Josh. I don't give a flying fuck. I don't share. Not when it comes to you. My breath hitched. Golden warmth spread through my chest and lit me up from the inside out. I didn't know how to respond. So I kissed his shoulder and basked in the moment instead. That was Twisted Hate, Twisted Book 3 by Anna Huang. We talk about the series over and over again, and I just... Oh, Anna, you have my heart and my soul. It's just so good. This is obviously book three, and we are dealing with Josh and Jules, whom he calls her Red. And this is uh, Enemies to Lover. So Jules is Ava's best friend. And Ava and Josh are brother and sister. Josh and Jules have always hated each other. I mean, like bickering. And it was so funny because in the previous books, when people refer to Josh and Jules, they say that they're the same person, just like in each other's form. So Jules is the female version of Josh. Josh is the male version of Jules. Both of them are, you know, anti-relationships. They hook up with lots of people. They're really open about their sexuality. Obviously, both are super, super good looking. And they always just would push each other's nerves and push each other's buttons. And this book is all about them. And the, the little title for this, he hates her almost as much as he wants her. And come on, I sold I was sold the minute I read that. I read this thing once that said that 
if you enjoy an enemies to lover trope, it's because you love the idea of somebody seeing all the bad and worst qualities of you and still falling in love with you. Maybe that's a little deep, but it's what I hold on to. And I'm like, it's so true because they were super, I mean, always really rough, not rough with each other, but they didn't hold back when speaking to one another. So this story explores that and them kind of working in the same area, starting to run into each other a bit more. And then, you know, one thing leads to another. This is actually the first time when, you know, they hooked up in the book was so good. I was really debating between reading that one or this one. And honestly, I mean, we're here every week, so I might just still read that first one at a later time. <laughs> this scene here specifically, they are already settled in with each other and they've had their ups and their downs and well, there's still more downs to come. But um, oh, I just I love the story. I love Jules because Jules is super confident. She is working to become a lawyer. She's really smart. She's, you know, had kind of a rough life. And what I love about Jules is just how open she is. Like, she's always like, that guy's hot. You should sleep with him. And she also makes no apologies for her sexual life. She actually says it in, I'm pretty sure it's in this one. I can't remember if it's this one or one of the other ones, but she says, which is a common theme, I feel, in this world where men who sleep with lots of women are considered players and top dogs. And yeah, you know, he can get any girl he wants. And if a woman does that, then she's a slut. She's a whore. She doesn't value herself. Who's ever going to want to be with her? And it's just such an old thought that I'm hoping people are becoming more open to a woman just being about her sexuality. I feel like even when I, you know, when I tell people about this podcast, obviously, everyone's like, oh, what is it about? And I was like, um, just a little erotica with some um, my own personal thoughts in there. And even now, I mean, for a while, I would look at it and be like, oh my gosh, is that quote unquote ladylike? Should I be talking about this on such a public forum? And the answer is, fuck yes, you should, because you should not care what anybody thinks about what you're doing, let alone your own sexual health and thoughts and life. Like that is yours to own. And I just feel like, I hope that this empowers people to be more open when it comes to, you know, sexuality and things to explore in the bedroom. And most importantly, things to explore within yourself. Like it is okay to love sex. If you're a girl, if you're a guy, anywhere in between. <laughs> it's not wrong. So obviously, right, this is kind of more towards the middle-ish of the book. So Josh and Jules have already had their, all of their big, not big moments, but they've had a lot of sexual interactions together. And they finally decided that like, oh, you know, let's go on a real date and let's do it the right way. And on the third date, we'll have sex. Josh is a doctor. He's like in his residency. Obviously, I said Jules is a lawyer. So both of them have just been so busy that they haven't had sex with each other. So that's what Jules is referring to when she says, you know, hey, it's been a minute. And I think we can all attest to those dry dry spells they are not fun and don't get me wrong I have a wonderful little bag of tricks as I like to call them but it's not the same right like sometimes you just 
you want that physical contact with a person, especially if it's somebody who understands you on a sexual level, on an emotional level. You want that interaction because it's just going to take you to that next level. So when she's like, it's been so long, I was like, whoo, girl, I feel you. Those are those are not fun. <laughs> what I love about Josh and Jules is their banter. So even as they explore this relationship within each other, they still like will push each other's buttons and Jules does not back down, right? She's going to say what's on her mind. She's going to push. She's going to, you know, see how far she can take Josh. And we see that at the start when he's like, you know, take off your clothes. And the fact that she's taunting him in between with the, oh, you're going to make me do all the work. And then she tells him too, like, is it, oh, what does she say? Something about his performance. Like, can you not perform? And I was like, ooh, girl, you are going to pay for everything you're about to say. And I've talked about that previously where it's sometimes it's just fun, right? You feel very brave in the moment when there is some distance in between, right? you're like, haha, I can say whatever I want to say. I'm good. And it's like, oh, yeah, that's going to I'm going to pay for that a little bit later, which Josh does live up to his promise. He tells her, um, you keep talking like I'm not going to take like take this out on you, like with every word that you say. But it's just it's that game. He's sitting and he's watching her. She's slowly undressing and taunting him at the same time. It's that back and forth. You just oh, it's so good because you know what it's going to lead to. and It's going to be amazing. Okay, I am part of the Itty Bitty Titty Committee, so this is not something that I've ever delved into. I don't think it would be something <laughs> that, that I, who knows if I would enjoy it. I have no idea. I've never had any guy try to do it. So it was really interesting. In the book, when I like realized what was happening, so obviously she's still like, you know, tied in the bed. She has these toys in her and he like, in the book, it's described that Jules has like a great rack because why wouldn't she? But that that was something new for me. I actually have never read that in a book where the guy is just like going at it with her tits. And I was like, fuck yeah, Josh, you go for it. She's enjoying it. You're enjoying it. Am I enjoying this? Do I want to try this? I don't know. Kind of now. I thought it was so interesting. And oh my gosh, the part after that where obviously he finishes with a nice good old facial. That part where he's like wiping it up and then putting it back into her mouth. It's so... Oh, it's so degrading. It's so wrong, but it's so right in so many ways. And we love it. Like, yeah, I'll give it. I will take it happily. Put it in an ice cream cone, babe. I got you. <laughs> oh, my God. This that whole lead up to it was so good. I was whew, whew, I, I had to put the book down for a second. <laughs> in this chapter, we also explore the use of toys. I can't speak for the world, right? But if you are not incorporating toys in your sexual life, you are missing out. And this is coming from personal experience. Whereas when a toy, toys, were introduced into my life, oh my God, it changed everything. I don't want to promise a lot of things, but I feel like I can say I promise you will not regret it if used properly, if used in the correct way for the right amount of time, and both parties are consenting. Try it out. 
try with the vibrator. Try it with a double-ended dildo. Oh, gosh. I mean, hey, it's right there. There are so many toys to explore, and I just implore you to try and figure out what it is that you like because it'll make you a happier person if done in the correct way with both parties consenting. But back to the story. She talks about him pulling out the vibrator, pulling out the lube, and there's nothing that she can do, right? She's like, holy shit, because, right, as much as a, a toy is great to you, sometimes you just want the person instead. And that's what she says, like, come on, just like, fuck me, damn it. Like, let's do this thing. And of course, he goes and he toys back with her with his whole, oh, I was so lazy, right? I... I don't have the stamina for this. I have performance anxiety. So why don't I let somebody else or something else take care of it? And you're just like, fuck, like, why did I have to even say anything? I feel like I was very passionate about this one today. Could it be the rain outside? Maybe the rain makes me a little excited. I can't, I can't lie. I don't know what it is. It's been a good day and it's been a good read and you should read this series. Start from the first one though, okay? So go in order. It's so good. Once again, that was Twisted Hate, Twisted Book 3 by Anna Huang. Please share your thoughts and recommendations in the comments. I hope you enjoyed tonight's story. We'll be back next week. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Remember to stay safe. Consent is sexy. Sharing is caring. So tell your friends about the show and have a good night.